from Casey Rose called Saving Mason and I did not realize how many freaking books Casey Rose has like what the shit <laughs> I was going through her Amazon page and I was like dear god and like it reminds the, me of like Susan Stoker yes like how many books <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say the exact same thing she's got a ton of books there's a lot of military romances there's like obsessive like all the titles are so good so what was the one you said? Hold on. It was oh, Stalking His Obsession, Ex-Boyfriend's Dad, Age Gap Romance, Filthy Dirty 99 Desires. 99 cents in NKU, bitches. I already clicked. Yep. <laughs> I was like, well, that's the one we'll start with. <laughs> accidental, <laughs> accidental Sugar Daddy, Fake Relationship, Billionaire Romance. That's the name of one book. Like, yes. what? That is perfect. This one says, Take Me to the Mountains, A Modern Mail Order Bride Romance. I mean, I like, I'm this, in. It's like calling my name. That's going to get you out of a book like, rut. <laughs> it's like, what, what is it that you want? Here's the menu. <laughs> so, what? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say before we always kick off, we were going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit, but I had some news to tell you. Okay. I think I might have gotten a job. What? <laughs> Do you not have one? <laughs> no. I go, I'm running errands and like picking up Jason's deli or whatever. My husband's like, hey, can you swing by Zarby's and pick up the food for me? Or I ordered an order because it's next to where I was getting my son's food. And I was like, okay. So I go in to Zarby's and it's pretty empty inside. Mm-hmm. But I look over at the stand. You know how you can grab the food nowadays. It's fast food place. Yes. Put uh-huh. it on the stand with your name. So there's none there. I was like, oh, his order is not ready. So I sat down and I start like, I think I'm reading through your chapter or something. So I'm playing mm-hmm. on my phone, just like reading through. And this guy comes out and he's like, oh, hey, you're here for the interview. And I was like, me? And I was like, no, I was just waiting for my food. And he's like, oh, okay. oh, okay, okay. And he like leaves. And like a minute later, another chick comes out. She's like, oh, you're here for the interview. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with working at Zarbies. I'm like, is it the Pokemon shirt? What's going on here? I what, is Zarby's? what is it? Zarbies is like a chicken place. Oh, okay. With great chicken strips. But I was like, not one, but two people. They're like, oh, you're here for the interview. I'm like, do I look like I'm 12? <laughs> yes. With my yes. Pokemon shirt on. I'm like, but at the same time, I was like, do people show up with their hair, like, not combed and wild buns and Pokemon shirts and yoga pants? <laughs> So you got a job at a chicken place. Is that, that's what happened today. Okay, great. If I ever needed to go back out there. Well, I just think it's funny too, that yeah, somebody looked at you in a Pokemon shirt, leggings, messy hair, and they're like, she's here for an interview. She's here for that interview. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it was multiple people. That's the great part about it. <laughs> yeah, if it was one, I would have been like, oh, okay, but each time one came out from the back, they're like, oh, interview. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, chicken! <laughs> oh, I wanted to give an update on my Fabletics, my Lizzo oh, clothes yeah. that came in. 
So I ordered, I ordered, I counted, it was 12 things that I got in the mail and it was like 200 bucks for total, which I thought was not bad for 12 no. fucking things from Fabletics. I didn't get any leggings though. This was all like sports bras and bathing suits and stuff. I got a bathing suit, the, a whole piece that I loved. It was so cute. I love the way it fits. I kept it, but I will say I got a 4X. I got the biggest size they had and it fit me. And I just thought, I don't like that scale because I don't think I should be the biggest size in a plus size clothing line. No, I'm not, you, you know what either. I mean? Like, and I'm yeah. under no illusions that I'm plus size, but there should be like, larger sizes than me. I feel like you're smaller than Lizzo though. I got bigger boobs. I, we probably have the same waist and hip measurements, but I have huge boobs and she really doesn't have big boobs. Okay. I but, just um, just got a viral video going around right now. <laughs> does she? She's like correcting dance moves. Uh-huh. But so I seen her. I just seen her like the other day. And I was like, yeah. I feel like you're a little smaller than her. So I would think that she's definitely gonna fit into all of her shit. Of course. Yeah. That's, but this was I know you don't like the American girl, but I like that their sizes aren't like the normal. Their sizes are like Oh wait, you um, talking about good American? Good American. They're like yeah. zero, one, mm -hmm. two, and they model each of the models. They were actually one of the first companies to do that. Yeah. Like you could follow one of the models and see her, that one and all the clothes that matched your body type. I've tried their stuff. So I've tried so many of their things and I have yet to find one thing that fit mm -hmm. me and I liked. So, I mean, I'll, I'll keep trying them. Maybe something will eventually I know, fit. You know, here's the thing is the jeans, they do fit well, but I will say... American Eagle fits the same and mm -hmm. is a third less. Yeah. And same thing with so Old would, Navy. Old Navy redid their whole jean line and like did they? I, I couldn't oh, do yeah. Old Navy. Oh, listen. They made me I look like, at a penis. Well, they redid all of their jeans because I went in and I bought a size 16, which is like two sizes smaller than I normally wear. So I was like, you're coming at me? Okay. <laughs> and they were like, so cute. They were really fitted, buttoned up, like mom, high-waisted, like wide legs. So cute. And they were like 20 bucks. I'd have to go so, back and look. It's been a long time. Last time I tried on a pair, it made me feel like I was bulged in the crotch. Like I had yeah, room for Because they have like long crotches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they redid like their whole thing. They extended sizes and they carry. I don't know. I really like their jeans now. But again, I just know it's good at America. So cheaper. I can't, I can't get over their their bodysuits. They're the best bodysuits I've ever mm -hmm. worn. You know, when people buy those ones like from Forever 21 and stuff. Mm -hmm. like, the bodysuits I've bought from them are never snagged they're easy to put on they're not suffocating they're not too tight mm -hmm. they've just been still using them today yeah so I got um but the bathing suit I bought wasn't a Lizzo from the Lizzo line it was just a mm -hmm. fabletic bathing suit and then um I got like a couple other bathing suit things I got bathing suit tops and again I got the biggest size they had and they fit but I just don't like that sizing, but whatever. So I got several things from Lizzo's line from the years from the Yitty. So I got a whole piece bodysuit, which was so cute. It's like tank top style and it's a thong, which I loved. And it's a bright ass yellow and it was so cute. I love it. It fits good. Like it is tight around the waist, super tight. Like it cinches you in. And I was like, this is awesome. I got one complaint though. You can what? see straight through my tits. Oh, like you can see the outline of my areolas in this. Yeah. 
And I was like, if it was black, it would probably be perfect and I could wear it out. But like, as it is, there's no way I could wear it. And I don't know if I could ever wear a bra with it. Like, I, yeah. I don't even know what the purpose of it is. It, I mean, maybe if I went somewhere and I just didn't give a fuck, I could wear yeah. it. But you wear pasties with it? Yeah, maybe so. And I actually have some. So, I mean, that's a thought. But like, okay, so that was, that was really cute though. And then I got the, there's like a bra that's um, the same kind of material. And again, like around the waist, like around the rib cage or whatever, it's not a bra, it's like a, you just pull it over. But around the rib cage, there's like this rubber material that goes all the way around the rib cage. And so it stays in place. So you put it around you and it kind of sticks to you, even when you sit down, stand up, like it doesn't roll. And that one was like super supportive. I held it up and it was tiny and I was like, this is not going to fit. And it really did. And I was shocked and it like held everything. I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm keeping this. And then there was another one I tried that was my favorite. And I've slept in it like two or three nights. I've actually walked around the house just wearing this top because it's like, it's crisscross in the front. So it separates your boobs, mm-hmm. but it supports them. And it's kind of like the, the back of it is mesh, so it's not hot at all. The back of it's like got kind of like holes Ooh. in it. So it breathes really good. It's not hot. It's supportive. It keeps like the, there's like material that goes like under your boobs. Yeah, it's really cute. And it's like, yeah, I don't have like under boob sweat or anything because it got like goes under you there. Uh-huh. But it's just, it's fitted, but it's so comfortable. I'm in love with that one. I was like, okay, I'm going to buy 10 more of these. <laughs> So what else did I get? That was Yitty. I can't remember now. I got, oh, I got another like, um, really cute, like top that, um, it looks kind of like, um, just a regular sports bra, but it's kind of dressy a little bit. Like it's got, um, a sweetheart neckline to it where it's like cupped at the top. And that's really cute. Like you could wear that by itself or you could wear it under something, you know, for support, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would say by and large, I was super impressed with all of the Yitty stuff. So I would definitely order from them again for that. So that's my update. <laughs> but I would expect nothing less from Lizzo. So. Um, what was your other story? You said you had some. Oh, okay. So I have this. It's weird. It's weird. So I don't know what to do. And I have not responded to this person. And this started oh like five days ago. So I randomly got a message from a guy. Named Matt. That's we'll leave it at that. Named Matt. Okay. Messaged me. Hi, Mel. Hope all is well in Missouri. I'm like, you know, one of my friends locally here in Carney, not friend friends, like we're mm-hmm. nice acquaintances in town. She's yeah, like one uh-huh. of the few liberals around here. Got mm-hmm. hacked a while back and I got a weird message kind of like that from her. Okay. And she I and she ended up getting hacked. Oh, so I thought okay. he was hacked. So I was like, this kid's hacked, whatever. But I clicked on his profile because I was like, because I'm friends with him. Mm-hmm. And the only connection, like, he listed, like, all the way down to, like, where he went to middle school. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we went to middle school together. Okay. Whatever. I can't remember him from, boom, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. But then, so I don't respond. Mm-hmm. Then. Two days later, he writes on my Facebook wall. This man's married, by the way. His status says married on his Facebook. His oh, profile God. picture has a married woman. Then they're clearly married. Like, but mm-hmm. the weird thing I thought about it was because he tagged where he went to middle school. Like, I don't even have that tag. He didn't yeah. have his wife's 
tagged next to his married. You know, you can tag who you're married to. Yeah. Okay. Suspicion. Suspicion everywhere. Even though she's in the profile picture. She's Mm. in the profile picture. I don't care. I'm suspicious. And then (laughs) I get this. I wake up Saturday morning and this is what I got. I'm going to read it as he wrote it because it's not all correct. Okay. Wording. But I'm going to read it just how he wrote it. Hi, Mel. Years ago at Eastgate Middle School, we were in that science class and you were crying because you told, thanks, Scott, you said you loved me and I was shy. I am so sorry I did not say it. Been years of regret. You were one of my only crushes. I moved away after my dad passed away 25 years ago this month. I'm so sorry, Mel. You've just been on my mind. Your brain... Remember your first crush. Hopefully we can keep in touch. Your kids are cute and you seem cool. You seem like a cool, you have a cool husband, Bob. I was like, he called Rob Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Rob loved that. Is that the end of it? And that's the end of it. What the fuck? That's so weird. So then I'm like, so I'm starting texting. I, I form a, fa- a little group. You know oh how God. you make a message group. Mm-hmm. And I pull in my friend, like Shallot and Kristen, mm-hmm. Jennifer. I get them all in this group. These are, like, so these are all your friends from school. From like mi- all your, yeah, all actually, your middle school friends. Oddly, Jennifer and Shallon, these two girlfriends, we weren't actually friends in middle school. Okay. So I was like, we're friends all now. But I was like, they were, me and Kristen hung with like, the cheerleaders and the basketball mm-hmm. teams, they were kind of more of the dorky. Jennifer was mm-hmm. emo with black hair and nails and stuff. And Shallon was doing – so I was like, everybody should know who this is. Like, one of us is – Yeah, one of you has is. to know. Yeah, so uh-huh. I'm like, pull this group together. Everybody's like, I don't know who that motherfucker is. No, seriously. Yes, and so then there's only, like, one Scott it could be. I was like – I'm going to Facebook tag this motherfucker and be like, Scott, you started shit 25 years ago, but he's not on Facebook. Smart motherfucker. Okay. So then it's just simmering with me all day. And all of a sudden, it hits me like a bomb. I was like, Kristen, what if it's the wrong Matt? And she, at the same time, goes, Matt Kiefer, who was my first French kiss in sixth grade. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. So what do you mean the wrong Matt? Like I was so- like, I think what happened because I remember my first French kiss because Kristen fucking dared me to do it. And we're sitting on the guy in the middle school and actually do it. And then we walked our asses home and I like was spitting on the ground, like, that was not weird. <laughs> so I was like, what if? I was crying in science class because I'm a hormonal teenager, but I don't even remember being that heartbroken over Matt because Matt was cool, class clown. I think we were friends yeah. after that, like yeah. all the way up through high school. But anywho, I'm like, what if I'm like crying to Scott about Matt and then Scott goes to the wrong Matt? <laughs> it was like, dude, Mel was crying over you and this kid. Oh my God, stop. And he's kept this memory for like 30 years that you were in love with him and you weren't. Yes. Oh my God. So then at first I have gone through a barrage of emotions. At first I wanted to do the knock it off, like smack can. Don't yeah. be creepy to girls. But yeah. then on the other hand, I'm like psychological. I'm like, could this fuck him up if I'm like, hey dude, wrong man. Like, could this like yeah. mess up 25 years? But then I was like <laughs> really thinking about it. And I was like, 
he has, I'm going to ask my therapist about it on Wednesday, what mm-hmm. I should respond. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't deleted the comment because Kristen's smart ass went over there and did the shock face on the post. Of course she did. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't comment. Yeah, like, I'm surprised. I haven't commented. No, because I don't know what to say. No, I'm she didn't has. comment. I'm surprised. No, Kristen she just didn't made comment. the shock face. She's like, uh-huh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. What if I was like, when I really started to try and process it mm-hmm. and think about their perspective or whatever, I was like, this boy. So he said in his post, his dad died 25 years ago, oh, the same God. month that I told yeah. him. He found out that I loved him. Yeah. Then yeah. Move away to Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. he's a huge Green Bay fan. That's what I learned through going through his stuff, which was also weird because. He never has commented on my statuses or Facebook posts. Hmm. So that means he must be lurking, no? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe. If you think about me for 25 years, you're lurking, all right? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I was yeah. like, he has connected me somehow accidentally to his childhood trauma of his dad's oh, death. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I man. am somehow smushed into this mm-hmm. thing that's not even real oh man i almost would just never respond to it i would just ignore it for the rest of my life just ignore it listen the last me- time i responded to somebody i used to be friends with like his wife that's kicked him out true. of the house okay so i don't know i don't know what the fuck you're gonna do because <laughs> part of me i was at first i was gonna be like knock it off that's creepy but then as i thought about it i just wanted to bluntly say hey dude I think yeah. this has more to do with your father than me. Yeah, but why don't we catch that. up or hang out and still be friends? I mean, yeah, but you can't say you that though. You can't be like, this has more to do with your father. Like, that's fucked <laughs> up. You know, like, I don't know. But now Isabel's calling her because we're all laughing about it and talking oh, you're about calling it. Rob, Rob is Bob now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all right, it. Bob, and tries to give him a high five and he never gives it to her. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of funny, though. <laughs> but I was just like staring at this. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm just like, so I, just, I still haven't responded. I feel mm. part of me is like feels bad, then another part of me is like, don't don't be creepy. I would mm-hmm. punch Rob right in the face if he did this. I would too. Maybe he's just not going through something. Maybe he's going through something. You know, his you wife's know. not over there like, make your shot. Uh, clearly, he's going through something. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially as a person. And I'm pro- the, uh, the reason I've probably only put this together myself, so deep psychologically thinking about it, is because I've been in so many therapy sessions over the past month that mm-hmm. they're like pounding back to childhood trauma. It locks onto this. You think it doesn't affect you, but actually mm-hmm. it reacts how your brain yeah. reacts. It triggers this, even though you don't realize it triggers this. And then, mm-hmm. so I'm like, this is what's happening to him. You know, what's thing that I saw this thing the other day where it was talking about, you know, it's fucked up that we have to go to therapy because the people that are the problem won't. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that is so fucking true. You have to go to therapy for everybody around you that won't deal with their shit. So you have to learn how to live with yourself while they're doing their shit. Well, it depends. It depends. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, part I think of me is like, yeah, some of it, but I think some people do go once they realize their spouse or something gets them into it. Yeah. Behavioral maybe so. therapy. Maybe so. Um, I don't know. My new thing is trying to 
and it sounds weird, which I think a lot of people might be doing now, is very much whenever I hear something, whenever somebody tells me something, to very much take that in. Even if what I, even if we saw the same thing, we went through it together, whatever they saying, they are telling me that is their truth. That's mm-hmm. what they seen. That's how they felt. And I have yeah. to accept that. Even if I'm standing there and I'm like, this did yeah. not just happen. Yeah. I like, think that okay. I think that comes that's from being in a better place, like emotionally and mentally. I think it comes from like, you know, being able to, to do that and to process that. I mean, that just means you're healing, you know, yeah. I think because I think it's just it's so easy to just be like, fuck it, to fuck them, they're an asshole, they're a bitch, whatever, like, they're stupid, they're wrong. It's so easy to, to, to write that off. But Dave Chappelle said something a long time ago that always stuck with me. He said when he went off with Comedy Central and broke his contract, he left, like, millions of dollars a year and went to Africa. Went back to, like, to Africa. Yep, and everybody called him crazy, and he came back. And I remember he was talking with somebody. He was like, everybody call me crazy. And he was like, crazy is dismissive. He was like, it dismisses. I know what you're going to say. I know this one. Yep. He was like, it dismisses all that I went through and all that I felt to just label somebody crazy. And I think you're kind of saying the same thing along those same lines where it's like, that's their truth. That's how they see it. You don't have to discredit that. That's not the way they view it. You know, that's not the way you view it, the way they do so I think well, that's just, said, I've, um, I've seen him go on to say furthermore, he was like, and you see all these other celebrities, then this happening to them. It's like, maybe they're not fucking crazy. Maybe yeah. their environment is fucking crazy. And yeah. that's why they're acting this way. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because when you're in chaos, you don't realize it. Yeah. For sure. Until somebody's pulled out. Until you're like, I remember when I went through everything with my sister. Like when I go back and I explain the story, like from the start, it's like, wow, that was a lot. Like when I think about it, like absently, I'm like, oh, we did that. Yeah. It's fucked up times. But then you're like, start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you start to say, to say it, all. it all. Yeah. And you say it all and it keeps coming and it's you're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> there's so much that you just kind of like chuck, 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 chuck away. Mm-hmm. that's still lingering in there like god when you say it out loud it's so different i think that's you know like i said i think it's just coming from a mature place where it's you know it's healing to give to give sort of people their own let them live their lives how they see it you know I like that yeah. but um we had uh i told you we had the kids like graduation party and stuff last week it was happening last week so he had it. And so Kevin did this thing where he put out, um, so I was looking at slip and slides. Did I tell you this? That I was looking to purchase a slip and slide. They're so fucking expensive. Are like I was really? like, like a 20 foot one was $70. Oh, so I was priceless. like, like 15 bucks at the dollar store. I know I would think, well, I'm sure it is for like a little sheet of plastic, but so I was like, we can do better than this. So I Googled, how to make a slip and slide and this guy had a video yep this guy was like i'm gonna save you some money he's like you're gonna go to walmart and you're gonna get this painter's plastic it's a roll of 100 feet for 40 (laughs) dollars so we did we got a hundred it was a hundred feet by 12 10 10 or 12 feet and 
we rolled it down the back hill and Kevin was like, the guy on the video was like, pro tip, put a sprinkler on it and just leave it there. And I was like, that's great. So we set it up for the kids and there was like 15 kids here and they went down that. If they went down once, they went down a thousand times. Like those kids were like, shoom, shoom, shoom. Cause I ended up going in Walmart and I got these dollar 50 like inner tubes and I got a bunch mm-hmm. of them and I was like, these are going to pop. And they actually lasted all day, but they were doing, they were going down on the inner tubes on the, mm-hmm. like the slip and slide. And then we have a big rope swing off a tree in the back. And then we have the pool and it was like, they were doing slip and slide, rope swing, pull, pull, ropes. Did the slip rope swing it was like the pool? <laughs> no, it's really close. <laughs> but uh, no. So Give it, it was a few like, years. You might yeah. want to cut it down. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think it'll be up for much longer. The rope is kind of coming on a little bit. We're like, you have a boy over there. I was like, two years, sure I guarantee. Right. <laughs> yeah. Guarantee in two years, a boy's going to be trying to swing from that onto the pool. Yep. <laughs> but, um, so, but they kept going like between them all. And it was like muddy down at the bottom of our yard that, but they kept like the first time it happened, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Cause they were going from the bottom of the mud pit and they were going to rinse off in the pool. And I was like, wait, wait. And I, was, I can't stop this. It's too late. We're already here. And so like all these muddy kids are jumping in the pool. This pool is gray. It's like, you can't see someone's from here down. You can't from like chest down. You can't see their body in the water. It's I gray. It so much fun. Cause I remember we used oh to do, do that at the lake. Cause they would have a swing that went yep. out over the mm-hmm. rocks. So, and there'd be a huge mud pit. And we'd cover ourselves from head to toe in mud. <laughs> and then we'd yep. grab the rope swing and mm-hmm. swing out. But we're hitting a lake. We were yeah, not hitting a pool. <laughs> they're getting a fucking pool. And so, you know, I have a friend of mine who like this, she's a saint. Because when we first got the pool, I was like, look, I don't know what to do with these. I don't know about chemicals. I don't know about, and you're going to, and she's an aquatics director at our YMCA. So she knows all about pools. And she was like, I got you. So she comes over every week. I pay her like a hundred bucks a month. Cause she was like, just give me enough to cover the chemicals and stuff. And so she comes over, she tests the chemicals and she vacuums it out. Like she takes care of everything. Mean, she's amazing. So um, she came over the day after. Cause I was like, please come over tomorrow. It's awful. And she was like, okay. Cause I'm like, as I'm watching it, I'm calling her. I'm like, you're going to have no more. This is so bad. She gets out there and she was like, we may have to drain this pool. Like it was so bad, but she didn't, she ended up cleaning it. And like, it's so pretty and clear now. Like, I don't know how she did it, but she was like, wow. basically she had to backwash it for like five days <laughs> afterwards. But like, it was those kids had the most fucking fun. And it was so funny because like Kevin was telling me he was like, those kids are gonna be like, oh man, Lydia Robinson like throws the best parties, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting out there with Lydia and I was like, Is this the best party ever? And she was like, It's okay. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out of here. You shit ass. I love it. <sighs> fucking kids, man. <laughs> They'll humble you real fast. They will. Living their best lives. Oh, let's talk about Casey Rose. Um, I'll read her book bio because, I mean, her author bio. I always say that. Um, Let's see. Uh, Casey runs on coffee, chocolate, and Oreos. She loves her book boyfriends with tattoos, muscles, beards, and a little dirty. She loves romance books and has been jotting down ideas since she was in high school and is now putting the ideas down on paper. She believes in satisfying happily ever afters with a lot of steam on the way. Join Casey's VIP mailing list and get two free novellas. 
You can find her at Casey Rose. That's K-A-C-I Rose.com. So make sure you get on that. <laughs> get those two free books. I'll make sure that link is in the show notes. It's also on her Amazon page. Okay. Um, the book you're about to hear today, the first installment, is called Saving Mason. And I'll read you a blurb for that. I had one night with him. One incredible night. This wasn't a situation where I didn't know him. I knew his name, Mason. He was deploying the next day and we had mutual friends. So I knew him, but I didn't know him at all. Then the letter started. He agreed. I agreed. It was a done deal. Pen pals and in the old school way. I wasn't prepared. The text, the texture of the paper, his words, the ink, he touched what I was holding. The magic. It was a window into his soul. Until he's hurt, until he comes back, until everything changes. Mason needs to decide if he'll let me in or push me away because I already knew. I'd fallen in love with my pen pal, but will he love me back? Oh, this hurts me so <laughs> I know, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I do want to mention, so this is a part of a series for her. And the mm-hmm. first book in that series is Free. Yes. Oh, that's called- right. Do you have it pulled up? I did have it pulled up. <laughs> it's okay. It is called um, Saving Noah, a scarred hero. This one is a scarred hero military um, one, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the, that's the first book. The series is called the Oakside Military Heroes. Yeah. So make and sure you check that out. She's on all platforms, too. So if you're not on Amazon, check out everything else that she's on. Yeah. So Saving Nova is free. She's given up on love. He's given up on life. But they can't seem to give up on each other. <laughs> I love one. it. I love it. All right. Listen in to the first installment. We'll see you guys on the other side. This is Saving Mason by Casey Rose. Read for you by Molly Stark. To all the men and women serving our country, past and present. To their friends and families who support them daily. Chapter 1 Mason Heading out drinking the night before deployment never sounded like a great idea, but I let my friends talk me into it this time. I didn't feel like sitting at home watching time tick by. Who all is going to be there? I ask my buddy Grant. Just our girls and their single friends, so you have someone to dance with. He smirks at me. In other words, I've been set up on a blind date. Great. Walking into the bar, it's loud and dark. Neon lights flash all around, like any other place you'd find in downtown Nashville. Why the guys want to spend their last night like this, I'll never know. Mason, this is Paige. Grant introduces me, and the moment I turn and lock eyes with the beauty named Paige, I'm grateful they dragged me along. She has long, dark brown hair and a skin-tight dress that clings enticingly to her curves. It's no surprise that every guy in the place has their eyes on her tonight. Let me buy you a drink? I ask her, and she nods. Drinks soon turn into dancing, which turns into flirting, which turns into me following Paige home— I'm not about to turn down a little fun before I leave. Once through the door, her nerves seem to hit her. She stopped drinking a long time ago, so she's now thinking clearly. Are you sure you want to do this instead of sleeping before you leave? She asks, biting her plump lower lip. I can sleep on the plane tomorrow. What I won't be able to do is make love to a beautiful woman for months. 
I move closer and slowly lean down toward the lips I've wanted to kiss all night. When my lips land on hers, they're softer than any lips have a right to be, and the sparks between us shoot straight to my dick. Paige pulls away, her eyes reflecting the shock I'm feeling at the connection between us. Clearing her throat, she takes a step back and asks, Drink? I don't have anything as fancy as the bar, but I have good whiskey. Sure. I watch her every move as she pulls out a bottle of whiskey and pours us both a drink. She must be nervous. I don't normally do things like this, she says, confirming my suspicion. We don't have to do anything. Honestly, I'm glad not to be alone tonight, I tell her truthfully. I bet your family will miss you, she says, and then clamps her lips shut. That was stupid. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what to say in a situation like this. It's okay, I reassure her. If I had a family, I'm sure they'd miss me. So who sends you care packages? She asks as if it's an absolute that every soldier gets treats from home. No one. I shrug and blow it off. It doesn't bother me if I don't think about it. I need to get the night back on track. The last thing I want is a pity party. You know I can only give you one night, right? I can't make any commitments when I'm deploying. I need to draw the line now. Yes, I get it. My best friend is married to a soldier, so I know how it goes. But I don't want more. I'm focused on my goal and don't need any distractions. And guys are distractions? Yes, especially with my bad luck in choosing them. I smile, finish my drink, set the glass down, and walk over to her. Good thing this is only for one night, then, because I plan on being very bad for you. Pushing her back against the wall, I kiss her again, wanting more. I hope she doesn't have an idea of sweet hours of lovemaking, because my goal is to get this girl off as many times as I can tonight, so she can't move in the morning. Then she'll remember me for the rest of her life, though I'm not sure why I need to ingrain myself in her memory like that. Trailing my hand up her thighs, I move her dress up until I get to her gorgeous ass, enjoying its roundness in my hands. I lift her, and she wraps her legs around my waist exactly like I wanted. Good girl, I whisper against her lips before reclaiming her mouth. Glad all that dancing turned you on as much as it did me, because this time will be hard and fast. I promise, my hands finding her panties soaked with her desire. I rip them off, tossing them to one side. Yes, she moans, tilting her head back against the wall and exposing her throat to me. As I kiss her neck, I run a finger through her soaked folds. When I thrust a finger into her, I'm happy to find her wet and ready. Wasting no time, I undo my pants enough to pull my cock out. Last chance to back out. Don't you dare stop. She levels me with a glare that proves she means business. I reach into my wallet and pull out a condom, which she takes, rolling it on me before pulling me in for another kiss. I squeeze her ass and thrust into her hard, pausing to let her adjust to me before I thrust hard and fast. If her moans are anything to go by, I'm giving her exactly what she wants. Fuck, you feel good, I grunt, breaking our kiss to look at her. Pull the top of your dress down so I can see your tits. She does as I ask, and the most perfect pair of breasts I've ever seen tempt me with their dusky pink nipples. 
Without pausing, I thrust into her while I dip my head to suck on those luscious beauties. When I give her nipple a hard nip, her pussy flutters around my cock. Fuck, I'm not going to last long. Sucking on her other nipple, I reach between us to play with her clit. Before I lose it, I need her to come. I can't remember the last time anything felt this good. When she clamps down on me like a vice, there's no way I can stop myself from coming. It's so intense that my knees almost buckle. Her nails dig into my shoulders as she gasps her release, riding out her orgasm. I pull out of her, and we both collapse on the floor, needing a minute to regain our strength. Wow, she laughs, a little out of breath. I smirk. That's not the only time you'll say that tonight. I'm right, because throughout the night, we can't keep our hands off each other. We have sex in the kitchen, on the couch, and finally, early in the morning, we make it to her bed. We both stay up, not wanting to sleep. Mind if I use your shower? I ask as daylight creeps in. If I had any energy, I'd say I'd shower with you, but I don't know how I'll ever move from this bed again. I laugh and take a quick shower before getting dressed. I have to leave for my post in a few minutes, but I want to give myself enough time to say goodbye. She deserves that after last night. When I come out of the bathroom, Paige is standing in front of me with a shy smile and an envelope in her hands. I hate the idea of you not getting any mail, so I wrote you a letter with my address. If you want to write, then reply when you can. No pressure, but I've helped Lindsay make some mean care packages, so I have experience. I take the letter from her, but I don't make any promises. I have no idea if I'll write her or not, and I won't give her false hope. I wrap her in a hug that seems insignificant after one of the best nights of my life. It isn't until later, when I'm on the plane seeing the other guys pulling out letters, that I take out hers. I know this time around, I'll write, just to receive mail. Chapter 2 Page. I'm sitting in my living room with a few friends whose husbands or boyfriends have deployed with Mason. They've been gone almost a month, and we've made a point to have a bi-weekly girls' night to support each other. Fawn, who was out with us that night, turns her attention to me. Okay, what's going on with you? We saw you leave with Mason that night, and you haven't been yourself since. All eyes turn to me. Well, hell... I've wanted to talk about it, so I guess this is my chance. Mason isn't easy to miss. He's tall and broad with muscular thighs and looks every part the military man of any girl's dreams. We talked a lot, and I gave him a letter with my address. I was hoping he'd write, but I shrug. Good, because I can tell you they just got settled, and I got my first email the other day. Snail mail is much slower, Fawn says, and the others nod. The big question is, do you want him to write? Julia asks. I take a moment to answer, not because I need to think of my answer, but because I'm shocked by it. Yeah, I do. Then give him time, Fawn says. Life goes on, and a week later, behind all the bills, is my first letter from him. Paige, I wasn't sure I was going to write you at first, but to be honest, it would be fucking nice to get mail for once. So. I'm challenging your care package skills, and I'm not giving you any hints for your first one. 
Below is my address. As I'm sure you know, I can't tell you where I am or what I'm doing, but otherwise I'm an open book and have nothing but time. Mason. I let out a little squeal, though I know it's not much. It's something. Immediately, I grab my keys, head to the post office to get the special military shipping boxes, and then to the store to start planning my first epic care package. Grabbing the things I know Fawn's husband likes, such as chapstick and wet wipes, I move on to the snacks, spotting some I saw Mason eating in my kitchen the night he was there. Thinking back to what we talked about that night, I remember he likes crosswords when he's deployed. I grab some puzzle books and a few other books I think he'll like, I round out my hall with markers and stickers to decorate the box and some fancy stationery to write to him on. Paige, I will never doubt your care package skills again. The first few you sent were so good that the guys are completely jealous and want ones like it. I have to say, it's nice to be on the receiving end of mail, so thank you. When we get back home, I hope you'll let me take you out to dinner to thank you properly, I can't express what having you send these means to me. Now, tell me about the band you went to see with your roommate and your plans for this summer. Mason. Mason and I have been writing back and forth for a few months, and each month I've sent a few care packages. I've been making some of the guys over there jealous, and it's great to know I'm making him feel special this deployment. Fawn is here today to help me with a project for school. As I'm getting everything set up, she flips through the mail and finds one of Mason's letters. You two still writing? She holds up the opened letter and takes a sip of her wine. Yeah, and we've emailed back and forth. I've been sending care packages and we've talked on the phone twice. The calls weren't that long, but I could tell they meant a lot to Mason, even if I won't tell Fawn that. He hasn't said it, but if there's no one to send him mail, I doubt there's been anyone to call before either. That's great. I always hated knowing he didn't have anyone to send him stuff. We always included things in the care packages for him. What do you guys talk about? We've talked about everything from our childhoods to why he joined the military. He won't tell me much about what he does in the military, just that he's a leader of some sort, and his job is to get everyone home safe. So, all the deep topics. Do you talk about plans for when he gets home? He's asked me what I want to do after I graduate next year, and he's told me he plans to retire from the military someday. Some of the guys have been talking of leaving and going into private security, but he isn't interested. Hmm, she says, but nothing more. Thankfully, she changes the subject. Mason and I continue to write and talk for a few more weeks. Then everything stops. No emails, no letters, no calls, nothing. When I finally ask Fawn, she looks worried. All the guys have gone dark, she says. What does that mean? They cut off communication, nothing in or out. They do this for a few reasons. If they're at risk of attack, or if there's been a security breach, or, well, if someone has been hurt, they want to notify their family before the guys get a chance to do it. Damn, that doesn't make me feel any better. I'm sorry, hon, I know, Trust me, it puts us all on edge until we hear from our men. After another week of nothing, I start stalking my mailman. The poor guy looks at me every day and just shakes his head. Until today, when he greets me with a smile. On top of the stack of mail he hands me is a letter from Mason. Oh, thank heaven. I hug my mailman and run inside to rip it open. 
I barely get a few sentences in, and I can tell something is wrong. It's not his usual banter, and the handwriting is off. It's his, but it isn't. He apologizes and says his last mission had some issues. He hasn't been able to write until now, and he's sorry if he worried me. Then he includes a new address. In Georgia. What the hell? I call Fawn. Did the guys come home early? I ask, not even bothering to say hello. No, I heard from my husband there was some issue with their last mission, but they're still deployed. Why? I got a letter from Mason with a new address. He could have been reassigned. It's in Georgia. Fawn falls quiet. I don't know what to tell you. Just ask him and let him tell you what he can. Something in my gut tells me to look up his address. Everything online with that address leads to Oakside Military Rehabilitation Center, a place for soldiers to heal after being injured and discharged from the hospital. Chapter 3 Mason Hey, you have mail, Noah says as he steps into my room. Noah and his wife Lexi start at Oakside and run it together. He's been nothing but pleasant since I've been here, but that doesn't mean I like being at Oakside. Thanks, I grunt, taking the letter from him. Without even looking, I know it's from Paige. She's the only one who writes to me. Hell, she's the only one who knows I'm here. Even though I was hesitant to write her once I got here, Noah pointed out that it would be worse not to hear from me at all, and it wouldn't be fair to her. My right arm was injured, as was my right leg, so trying to write with my non-dominant hand was a challenge, and a letter that shouldn't have taken me more than ten minutes took me all damn day. But getting this letter now, I'm glad I did it, because I miss talking with her. I didn't tell her I was injured, because I didn't want to worry her, and I'm praying she doesn't ask about the new address. When I open her letter to find five pages, I laugh, she starts by saying she has a lot to fill me in on and talks about everything and everyone, leaving no details out. Then she asks if I can get care packages at my new location. Otherwise, she ignores the fact that I'm now only a state away. Thank God. We write back and forth for a few weeks, but now that Paige is officially on summer break, she's writing long letters and emails. After a while, I broke down and asked Noah to help me. I write more emails than anything, so it's easier to have Noah help me on the computer. Noah is waiting for me when I get back from my PT appointment. You have a visitor. I wanted to see if you were up to it before I send her back here. Her? Paige. Noah smiles. My heart stops. She's here. I've watched the others have visitors, and I've told myself I'm just happy to be getting mail, but a visitor is too much to hope for. Yes, I croak. Noah helps me from my wheelchair to the couch and then goes to get Paige. We haven't seen each other outside of photos since the night before I left, so I'm not prepared for how beautiful she is in everyday clothes and next to no makeup. Hi, she says hesitantly. Hey, you can come in. I nod to the chair next to me. She moves slowly, sitting down, not taking her eyes off me the whole time. I want to ask her why she's here, but it's like she can read my mind. When I searched the address online and read up about this place, I realized you were hurt. 
I had to come and make sure you were okay. No one should fight this battle alone, but I knew you'd blow me off if I asked to come visit you. I smirk because she's right. I would have. She looks me over, taking note of everything she can see, which isn't much. How bad is it? She asks when she sees my wheelchair. I broke my arm, and I had some shrapnel slice my leg pretty deep. It tore the muscle, so it has to heal, and I need physical therapy to get walking again. There were also lots of small cuts and bruises all over my body. What happened? We were ambushed. I took the brunt of it. Everyone walked away, and I couldn't have asked for a better scenario. It's the short version. I won't tell her about the fire, or that I'm not the only one back stateside. I won't tell her that I can still see, hear, and smell that day. Well, it could have been better by you not getting hurt at all, Paige says sadly. If being hurt means getting to spend some time with you, I'm okay with it. Want to go for a walk in the gardens? I ask to distract her. Yeah, what I've seen of this place so far is beautiful. Need some help? She offers, looking at the wheelchair. I nod, and she helps me slide into the chair. I even let her push me while I give her directions. How long are you in town? I ask once we're in the garden. Depends. How long are you here for? I stop the chair and turn to face her. She can't mean what I think she means. The thought of her staying here with me for any length of time has my heart hammering in my chest. I know I was the one who said this couldn't be anything more, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't have feelings for the woman writing me those letters. Never have I connected with someone that way. Since it's summer break, I have a few months. When I reached out and explained who I was, Lexi was nice enough to let me stay with her. I figure you need someone to kick your ass around. I talked it over with my parents, and they agreed. So you are stuck with me. She's reading my mind again, which is starting to freak me out that she can do that. Without thinking, I take her hand and pull her into my lap. She wraps her hands around my neck as I lean in and kiss her. Right there, where anyone could see, and I could not care less. For months, I've imagined these lips on mine, hoped I'd get to feel them again. I run my hands over the body I've dreamed about every night. When we were ambushed, it was her face I saw. She was the reason I fought my way out of there when the searing pain in my leg was almost too much. I try to convey all that in this kiss, a kiss of passion and need. Even if I can't say it out loud, I want Paige to know I need her here with me. Welcome back. So it's the second, uh, that's it. That was the first installment. You're going to get the second installment. Sorry, Mel cut out. Um, you're going to get the second installment on Thursday. You know what? If you're if you're listening to this, go watch the YouTube video because her face is hilarious and she forgets and she ends the video. Anyways, make sure you join us back here on Thursday for the second installment of Saving Mason and check out Casey Rose and all her good stuff. And that's it. Fuck your day up. Make sure you're bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me 